And now, please welcome to the show a man whose cruciferal triumphs extend to the extremes of Brooklyn, coordinator of New York's third most successful puzzling tournament, Lollapazoola. He hails from the fair city of Anaheim, California, and lives and dies for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Standing six feet even, weighing in at 170 pounds, his hands are unusually small, but they are no match for his puzzle-solving prowess. He is your reigning American Crossword Puzzle Tournament E-Division Champion. Here he is, Brian Nehat. You know, I get that a lot. I get that a lot. I'm mean, carrying really? around the trophy everywhere. Are you wearing it around your neck? Like yeah, yeah I put, that's I, right. I, I drilled a hole for it. I <laughs> have Will it around... Shorts' head? Because it's a statuette of Will Shorts, right? Right. Will Shorts so and you... his wings. Yeah. <laughs> the flying Will Shorts. <laughs> uh, that would be an awesome action figure, by the way. It would. A flying Will Shorts doll. With batteries so that it could actually fly. And, and karate chop action. Yes. Remember all the action figures yes. had karate chop action? And they had a action? little button on the back right. and their one arm right. would move. Right. The other arm wouldn't go anywhere. It would be like with a crooked <laughs> right. elbow and a fist and that would be it. Yeah. Well, we should market that. <laughs> let's look let's, into that. Let's talk to Steve That will be part of our season three uh, you know, marketing. <laughs> Arc. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, so what's... Uh, it's, the, this is season three. The beginning of season three. Welcome to Fill Me In, a crossword podcast. Episode 94, which is the traditional episode <laughs> to start season three. Most most every great show has started season three with its 94th episode. <laughs> yes, it makes Absolutely. sense to me. Uh, what's coming up on today's show? Well, today we have a whole bunch of things. We have, we have new segments galore. Yes. We're going to be talking about a new board game. We're going to be uh, featuring a, a new segment called Dear Doctor Puzzle. Yes. And, of course, then we have the favorites like Viewer Mail and The Contest of Now. Yes. It's all happening on your favorite crossword podcast, which we launch with Ryan's favorite music in the world. Say it. Jack and a Hank. I know you do. Love that. I know. I know. All right. Are we going to launch right in? Do, I we, think, need, do we need to make any? Uh, do we have announcements? In, announcements for new? Are there any new viewers? Well, you know what? Let's to... do a. Let's just do a little bit. You know. Uh, you know. Previously on fill me in kind okay. of thing. Uh, I'm Brian Simmet, and I'm a crossword solver. And uh, for the last two years, I've been doing a blog and a podcast with my friend Ryan Hecht. And you are you are are 2009. I am the 2009 E Division champion. And the 2010. And the 2010 D Division third place winner. <laughs> That's at the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. Uh, I am Ryan Hecht. For the past two years, I've been doing a blog. Wait a minute. I've been doing a blog and a podcast. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. Uh, And I am the 2010 E-Division champion winner. Oh. Champion. (laughs) Uh, And uh, possibly... The third place D division winner of 2011. We're going to campaign for that. Yeah. Now that the standings have been reworked, and you are going to be in the D division <laughs> next year. Is that the way it's going to work? I have now. We'll finished see. I don't the, know for sure. I finished in the top 40.4 percent. Yeah. I don't know which direction they round. If they round up or down. So if they round, ah, uh, yeah. down. I don't know how. <laughs> Well, if they round in the wrong way, yeah, then, then I'm in the C division. I know, which I means know. the end of winning. I'm in the C division, which definitely means the end. The of end winning. of winning. That's going to be the subtitle of season three. <laughs> Fill me in. The end of winning. It has to be. How could we possibly? Uh, and so... you know what else we didn't put on this uh, script for today is the other big announcement: contest crossword contest announcement. Yes. 
And that is, of course, Lollapazoola 3. Lollapazoola 3. As yet untitled, but as yet scheduled. Yeah. What? Uh, of now scheduled. It is scheduled. From on this point. Are we going to announce Further. it? Have we, have we confirmed... August 14th. August 14th. A Saturday in August. That is a Saturday in August. It's going to happen somewhere in New York. That's as much as we can say right now. Probably the same place it's happened before. Probably. But we don't know that yet. And we have no other details. (laughs) August 14th. August 14th. Mark your calendars. Boom. (laughs) That's it. All right. Get us into the next segment. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh. Oh. It's fill me in. Ryan's knocking stuff over. Okay. Viewer mail. Opening it up. We have a ton of viewer mail. This is going to be a, this is a big season premiere. We have a huge, whole bunch of stuff coming huge. in here. First viewer mail from Todd McKay. All yeah. the way from Colorado. Todd McKay from <laughs> Colorado. Colorado. Congratulations, <laughs> he says, on your division titles in the ACPT. Ryan. Is that Dodgers jersey now your solving talisman along the lines of Tyler's Trogdor shirt and red cap? Well, if Tyler wears his Trogdor shirt and red cap 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, then it's very much similar. (laughs) It's true. That Dodgers jacket is just disgusting. It is my binky, and I do not take it off. Uh, Todd goes on to say, Brian, I smiled when I saw your placement because the only trophy I ever won at the ACPT was 3rd place D division in 2002. I am delighted. I've now won two trophies at the ACPT, both of them dubious distinctions, but I have high-quality compatriots to share these titles with. You share the E-Division with me? E-Division? No, no. I was thinking of Patrick Blindauer, who won it the year before me. Okay. Uh, That's what I thought you were thinking, but I thought maybe. No, no, no. Not you. No. Um, And and now Todd McKay and I have this in common, so that's awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. Todd, I hope that you'll uh, attend one of these East Coast tournaments again soon i know we saw you at Lollapazoola last year but we did not see you at the acpt this year Lollapazoola 3 Lollapazoola 3 it's on august 14th august 14th that's a saturday in august it is uh our next viewer mail comes to us from june pock squirrel of discord and current reigning b division champion uh june we talked uh, last time about you know how rookies do in the tournament overall and how june did relative to others he wrote to us and said there have been three rookies who won the B division. Byron Walden, 22nd overall in 2007. Amy Ronaldo, 18th overall in 2005. And Robert Mackey, 6th overall in 1998. Mm-hmm. I guess June has already misspoke because now there have been four rookies who have won the B division. So June Pock so is June Pock, 16th overall in 2010 is yes. the fourth. Uh, what does this mean for me going forward? Most of the current generation of super solvers seem to make the biggest leap between their rookie and second years. Dan Fair went from 45th to 4th, Howard Barkin from 42nd to 11th, and Tyler from 101st to 19th. And that year he finished 19th, he then won the B division that same year. He won the B division? Tyler Hinman won the B division. How did I not know that? I don't know. How did you not know that? I don't that's, know. That's, that's classic crossword statistics. <laughs> <laughs> it's on ESPN Classic. You can, you can watch Tyler win the B Division wow. from nine years I ago. Did not realize. Uh, he says, so we'll see. I've been ridiculously crossword obsessed for 24 months, but with a second baby on the way. Congratulations, Yes, June. congratulations. With a second baby on the way, I'll imagine I'll have less free time in the next few years. I'm not going to go away. I have this hyper-competitive personality disorder, and I like to show off how much stuff I know. But you won't see me on the Dan Fayer diet of 25 puzzles a day, either. That is quite a diet. 
That is. It's fiber rich. <laughs> it really is. Not not much in protein. No. Definitely uh, pulpy. I think June Pak will continue to improve. I think he might continue to improve, though I think he has a valid point. It's I think it's also difficult. I think Amy Ronaldo has said this, that you get to sort of like that top tier, uh-huh. but then continuing to move up within that top tier is very, very difficult. It's like the ant who has to get to the curb and only keeps going halfway. Okay. Right? Okay. You get closer, okay. but you never actually get to the curb. Okay. No? It's a mathematical principle. I'm trying here in season three to not disagree with you as much. So, okay. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> anyway, I think June Pak has a chance to... Do you think win. he'll be up in the A finals? I, I'm not guaranteeing any, anything. No, in the near future. But I think, think he has any, he has just as much chance as Tyler and Tripp and Francis and all of those other people in the top 15 to 20. Yeah? I, 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 I do, absolutely. I mean, he finished 16th in his first go. Yeah, it's true. And I and I think that 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 having one under the belt, I mean, having that experience is is going to help. What's the origin of the term "one under the belt"? I don't know. I hear it on ESPN <laughs> Classic a lot. Uh, all right, our next URL is from Michael Marcus. Uh, he says, "See you in the C division next year. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, don't sell yourself short, though. You heard it here first. The two of you and me on the big stage in 2011." That would be awesome. Of the three predictions there, I yeah. predict Michael Marcus will be in the a C Division uh, finalist. That's certainly the most likely of yes. the three of he us. He finished something like 100 and... So, uh, he finished ahead of both of us. Yeah, way ahead of me. I know that. Wow. Okay. You know who also finished way ahead of, of me? Didn't, did I? No. Oh, you finished no, way ahead no, no. of me. But you know who, 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 who? No, who? Guy Tabachnik. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. He was. Yeah, he was awesome. He's we were hanging out before the tournament with Guy Tabachnik and Jonah Kagan. And, you know, Jonah, we think you're great. You, you didn't finish very highly in the standings. <laughs> I don't know if you checked the, the standings. You didn't win. But Guy Tabachnik, Guy Tabachnik an, an finished year old. like 90th or something. Yeah. Where, where was he? Somewhere around there? How do, you, how do you know that kind of stuff when you're 18 years old? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's going to contend for the junior title now that Tyler's out of the picture. He might. What do you think? Oh, I think so. It's good. It's good. Junior uh, division champion, two thousand eleven, Guy, Guy Tabachnik. Yeah, he's heir to that soup fortune, the, the frozen soup. What soup? Tabachnik soup. I've never heard of this. Tabachnik soup. It's a. It's a Jewish soup. So on things I don't know about soup, one of them <laughs> is Tabachnik soup. Tabachnik soup. It's a real thing. Yes. Okay. Amanda. Amanda, tell Brian about Tabachnik soup. Do they have chowder? How many kinds of chowder <laughs> do they provide? I don't think they have Jewish soup. Chowder's Jewish? No, it's not. It's no, not? Well, no, well, your classic clam chowder is not Jewish. Well, no, Jews can't eat clams. No, I but know. But like potato chowder, chicken chowder, no, it's corn more, chowder. No, it's more like borscht. That's that Russian. Kind of, that's beets. Right, it's okay. beets. That's what the Tabachnik soup fortune is about, is beets? <laughs> it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a, oh my we God. have a beet farm. Our next viewer mail comes to us from Lori Woltman. Lori Woltman. I am a relatively new listener, and I found your podcast a couple of weeks ago. I knew it was going to be great after I heard Ryan's viewer mail song. Yes. I then proceeded to download every episode. I view them during the week, usually between five and ten episodes a day. The day goes by oh much faster God. watching Ryan crack himself up and leaving Brian speechless. <laughs> She follows us around all day. That's, that would be awesome. <laughs> that's what it's like. 
I am a big fan of puzzles, and do crosswords only occasionally. If I ever win one of your contests, I hope you have a Ken Ken book left. Or at least a package of Rolos! Ah, Rolos. I've noticed you don't have many women viewers. I wonder why that is. Mike Nothnagel? And Brian, why do you have the Oompa Loompa song on your iPod? P.S. Go Cubs! Interesting. There's a lot of information this, in there. There's a ton of it. This is one of the most densely packed viewer mails ever. Now, we should say that she found our podcast on iTunes, I think, at the bottom of the fourth page. That's what she said, at the bottom of the of fourth the page. the hobbies category. I think that's awesome. We made it to the fourth page of the hobbies category. <laughs> I, I, I do have to find out, though, what, what podcasts do you think you're looking for that you actually make it to the bottom of the yeah. fourth page? Like, yeah. what did you not find? I yeah. guess us. Yeah, I guess so. She just knew she was looking for us. Do you know Lori Waltman? <laughs> I don't know I don't Lori either. Waltman at all. No, but I, I'm Tell I'm us more about yourself, now. Lori. Yeah. Uh, why do you like the Cubs? Yes. Do you live in Chicago? Yeah, I don't do know. Do you like deep dish? I can't stand deep dish pizza. What? I think, I think it's awful. What I do think you it's mean? awful. Oh, I like deep dish oh, pizza. It's not pizza. It's, it's like it's like this. It's like a, a bread cake in the bottom of a pan with a bunch of gooey cheese on top of it. That's not pizza. Your wife must like it. No, no, we had it together in Chicago last year for the first time for both of us, and we hated it. Really? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get some emails now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. I I I like thick crust, but not deep dish. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I don't know why there aren't many women viewers. I think there are some women viewers, but maybe it's that the demographic of people who view this podcast is similar to the demographic of, say, those who construct crossword puzzles, which seems to be a very male-heavy contingent. Right. I don't For know. For no real good reason. No, because solvers are probably much more evenly split, don't you think? Crossword solvers? I don't know. Constructors seem to be predominantly male, but solvers, I would think, Do maybe are more 50-50. they break the ACPT by gender? Well, the ACPT is a little different, because that's a competitive thing. I mean people who casually solve, people who just... You know, you see, do it on the subway. I have or no whatever. idea. I have to say, on the subway, watching people solve crosswords, I see many more women than men solving the crossword on the subway. Yeah. So maybe that's where we need to target our marketing ploy is to the subway. <laughs> that's where we should offer the the flying wheel shorts doll. We should we should have our banner up by Doctor Z. That's that's what it sh- we should. Yeah. Totally. Let's replace Doctor Z. Who goes to Doctor Z? Uh, I don't know. Some apparently some people do. I, I think guess he's so. a bajillionaire. I guess. All right. Well, thank you, Laurie, for continuing to listen. I know. Uh, I love. I love new viewers. And thank They're you for asking, Mike Nothnagel. Yeah, Mike. Uh, first question of the season: Why aren't there more women viewers? Yes. And how about the fact that Laurie just keeps using keeps using the word "view" over and over? <laughs> I just. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yes. Misnomer. Yes. Yeah. And I like that uh, on the blog. Uh, uh, I asked. There was an IKEA question. Uh huh. And then I asked one of our workbook questions. Yeah. Uh, a, a coffee table that had a crossword design and what would it be called? And somebody wrote back as a, it would be called a Nothnagel. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce it, but there's an umlaut over the O and yeah, the A. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce that. Mike Nothnagel, how do you pronounce your name if you put umlauts over the vowels? <laughs> All right. Uh, our next viewer mail is from Neville Fogarty, Squishy Defeated. Neville says, today I constructed a puzzle containing the following clue. O's, J's, Ray's, Socks, and Yanks. Six letters. My test solver's instinct with only an L in the second position was MLBers. I revealed that the answer was AL East, but then uh. on a whim, I googled MLBers and discovered that unlike NLer, MLBer is actually used in headlines. But according to expert info, MLBer and MLBers have never been used. This makes no sense. I looked this up online. I looked this up in the expert info and found out that ALer, NLer, 
and the plurals of both of those, have been in the puzzle 77 times in the Will Shorts era. Ugh. And MLBers and MLBer have not been there at all. Not that I think they should be. That is I, odd, though. All of these terms, I think, are horrible. Yes. I get, AL East is fine, though. AL East is fine. AL that's East a real is fine. thing. So, that's, so continue constructing your puzzle. I look forward to solving it. Yes, now that we know one of the answers. Yes, that will help. Yeah, I'll probably write in MLBers anyway. I probably will as well. I don't know. Uh, our next viewer mail is from Nicole Hirsch, wife of Jared Hirsch, yes. Ryan Hecht doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> I am working my way up the stone path that leads to the Pantheon of Completists. The jagged and, stone path. Yes, the, the jagged a Hankin stone path. <laughs> and I'm happy my husband, who is a member, convinced me to try. I have a question, though. What in the world is Zambezi and Oat? I viewed episode five twice and paid very close attention, but there was never a discussion about it. I'd like to be in on the joke, but I guess I have to do more than just view the episodes. Well, I, I emailed Nicole with, with sort of an explanation for this. I just said it. Yeah, you did. You just, well, you, uh, you, I think you were wrapping up a, a puzzle. Right. This was back when the Thunder Round concept actually spanned the entire episode, <laughs> and we spent a good six or seven minutes on each puzzle oh of the week. Oh, my God. You remember that? Yeah. Wow, that's... season one was awful. <laughs> it was. Uh, but you went on for a while, and then we were trying to wrap it up, and you... And you decided this was how you were going to... I don't know. I have no idea what you were thinking. Neither do I. We actually we found the old vinyl album <laughs> of episode five, and uh, we're going to play it for you now. All right, I think we should probably wrap this up. Sure. At this point. Um, so Zambezi and Oak. <laughs> and that was Tuesday's puzzle. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I think that should be our sign-off. So Zambezi and Oak. There it is. I do like that classic vinyl. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Our record player has a scratch on it. Wait, no, that's not how that works. I like that. I appreciate the fact you've taken all the old episodes and put them on vinyl. Well, yeah, that's how they should best be viewed. <laughs> it gives it that nostalgia feel. It does. It really uh, does. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know why. There is no joke. There is nothing to think about. No, not really. Ryan, for some reason, I guess, what were you doing? Looking at the grid and decided to just... Say the next two words that I guess. popped into your eyes. It was eyes. many years ago. It was so long ago. It was so. This uh, was before either of us had won any trophies. Oh and, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, were so young. So, and but now, now it is the sign off. The 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 textual sign off. Yeah, we don't say it on the show that much. No. But we we put it on the blog usually with every podcast post. We do. I don't know we why. don't know why. No, we don't know why. <laughs> so you are as much in on the joke as we are. Yes. If you find more humor in it than we've found, tell us. Let us know because yes. we want to be in on that we, joke. We, yes, that joke <laughs> sounds better than our joke. Uh, okay. Viewer mail, closing it up. So uh, our next segment is a new segment. It's called Dear Doctor Puzzle. Uh, we got an email and it went like this Dear uh-huh. Doctor Puzzle. I was recently at a puzzle tournament in Brooklyn. I was doing pretty well. My times were pretty good. The puzzles were mostly pretty easy. But when I saw my results, on three of the puzzles, I had a single wrong square. These were not squares I didn't know. They were just wrong letters. For instance, senoras was spelled as senors. I took extra time in each puzzle to check my work, but I couldn't seem to find the errors. So here are my questions. One, do I have a subconscious desire for self-destruction? Two, How can I better check my work? Three, does this problem have anything to do with my sex life? Sincerely, mired in 310th place. Now you respond, dear mired. (laughs) I like that last part. 
Um, All right, so we got that. Uh, well, Ryan, why don't you why don't you take this? Uh, do you have a self subconscious desire? That's not how you're supposed to respond. Well, I'm. What do you? I'm rereading the question. You start. Oh, with sorry. Dear, Mi- dear Meyer. Oh my God! It's the sentence you love, <laughs> and you just ignore it. I did. I start. Did. Start again. I did please. ignore it. Uh, uh, dear Meyer, uh, your first question is: Do I have a subconscious desire for self destruction? Yes. Yes, you think yes? I think I think Dear Meyer does. I don't think there's any possible other way that you would make that kind of mistake. I like how you call our writer Dear Meyer instead of just Meyer. Dear Meyer. <laughs> no, that's like you start a letter Dear Ryan. No, I know. Your name isn't Dear Ryan, it's just Ryan. When did I call him Dear Meyer? Just now. Did you I? Said, yeah, you said, I think Dear Meyer has a subject. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice I did that. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, uh, all right, so yes. Dear Meyer, you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, That's second, it? That's th- your answer to question one? Well, how else could you make such an egregious, ridiculous error as, as changing an A to an E? It's got to wow. be. It's got to be. It's sub- kind of harsh. It's got to be a subconscious desire for self-destruction. Okay. Two, how can I better check my work? Well, you know what? I have a thought about this. My thought about this, because I was thinking about this as I was going through the tournament myself, I don't think that these kinds of errors are things you're going to catch after you're done with the puzzle checking your work. I think the after you're done with your puzzle checking is about blank spaces. I think that's to make sure you don't have a blank space, or if you use that thing Trip Payne told us about, the Ripstein mark. Oh, right. Like when you don't know something, you draw a little thing in the margin Uh of the puzzle so that you know to look there later. Right. What I think you need to do is when you're entering the letters, you've got to be more careful and more attentive to the letters you're entering. Uh Now, the danger is if you're reading other clues while you're writing in the answer to the previous ones, it's easy to get your mind screwed around and and write the wrong letters in there. I've certainly done it. We saw Howard Barkin did it in the finals. Right. uh, When he... he Made up the city Pragu. <laughs> Pragu. <laughs> so it happens when you're just you're thinking uh, about something else, and so I think that the best way to avoid that kind of error is to be much more careful, even quickly so, but more careful as you're entering the letters for those answers. Good idea, uh, uh, dear Meyer's second question. That is... was the second question. Oh, dear Meyer's third question. <laughs> This new segment is a hit already. It's very complicated yeah. to me. You are clearly going to just drive this new segment right out of the show. Uh, Dear Meyer's uh, third question is, does this problem have anything to do with my sex life? I'm I, not interested if it does. I, I don't know. it does. You think it does? I believe it does. Okay. Uh, yes. So yes. I, I think that I, I don't... You know what? I don't want to know how you think it does. All right. I won't tell you. Okay, good. Mike Nothnagel? <laughs> Why, why does this problem have something to do with Dear Meyer's sex life? Uh, uh, well, you know what? I would like to. I'd like to into, invite our viewers. If anybody else has uh, questions for Doctor Puzzle, yes, please feel free to send us a, a message. Uh, address it to Dear Doctor Puzzle, and we will respond. Dear, but Meyer. you should send it. Li- <laughs> you should send it like all of the other viewer mails you write to us to rbxblog at gmail Yes, we don't have a separate Dear Doctor. No, Puzzle we don't. We don't. Email. Just send it to us, and we'll Maybe make sure we will that it- at some point. Well, maybe. But not Let's now. Let's find out how many different names we can give to different <laughs> aspects of what we do. Did we talk about this on the show? No. Are we going to? Nah. All right, we're not going to talk about that. So All now right. we're up to a new segment, though. This is based on an old segment. Yes. Well, this is one of Ryan's favorite old segments. At, give me that. Just give me that. Okay. <laughs> at, at the ACPT this past year, we, 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 we met up with Doc... With Doctor... <laughs> 
<laughs> we met up. We met up with David Stein. We met him at the ACBT as a class. He asked him, "Would you rather?" Oh yeah. Now let's just remind our viewers why exactly did he ask his class, "Would you rather?" Well, I came up with this brilliant "Would you rather?" Yeah. Would you, would you rather was for those of you who haven't listened to everything. This was you, like way back in season two. Season two or season one? Some, maybe. maybe it must have been one. season one because it was before That's right. the ACBT. You're right. So this was back in the episodes of the 30s or 40s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> way back then. <laughs> It's like decades. Weren't we flappers back then? Was that, was that that decade? I think that was the 20s. Oh. The 30s was the Depression. Oh, sorry. Well, we were on a soup line, <laughs> and right. I came up with this would you rather, to pass the time. Were we, we waiting for Tabachnik We soup? were waiting for Tabachnik <laughs> clam chowder. <laughs> uh, and oh the would you God. rather was, would you rather uh, go on a, on a cruise, on a great vacation, it's a brilliant vacation, but the 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the entire vacation, you have to spend it with your nemesis. With, with your with your worst enemy. Your worst the enemy. The person you hate the most. The person you hate the most. Yeah. Not somebody who's going to kill you, but no, just no, the no, person who irritates so, yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And the, either that or go on a, on a, I think it was a two-hour date or a four-hour date. Some kind of one wonderful night of bliss. One wonderful night of bliss with either the person that you love or the person that you admire or your hero or somebody who you would love to spend four hours with, but two minutes before this event happens, you poop your pants and yeah. you don't have time to clean it up. <laughs> so you have to, And you have to go on the date. You have to go on the date. So you either have a four-hour date with the person of your dreams poop with, with poop in your pants, poop in your pants. or a seven-day all-expense-paid, all-inclusive one, cruise and you're handcuffed to your nemesis. Right. And you can't you can't throw him overboard like Tyler said. <laughs> yeah, Tyler tried to throw his nemesis overboard. No, that's not the, that's other people not tried the point. to clean their pants. And no, no, this, no, 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 no. You are stuck in this situation. Right. So that's the wood you have. And so David Stein, being a high school teacher, asked that to his class. That <laughs> <laughs> seems normal. I want to go back to high school, and I want to be in David's class. So do I. He I want. I want to be. He in teaches David's a class in baseball statistics. I know. Oh man. Where Dave, was he? David, are you accepting students who are <laughs> yeah. in their thirties <laughs> as flappers? <laughs> On a soup line. <laughs> I meant age 30s. Oh, I didn't age mean 30s. I'm sorry. I'm from sorry. the decade, the 30s. <laughs> anyway, so David Stein, uh, at this past ACPT, yeah. he had presented you with a gift. A gift. Yeah. And the gift is the 2010 desktop calendar of Justin and Dave's original <laughs> Would You Rather. Now, I don't know who Justin and Dave are. No, I don't either. But apparently they came up with this whole concept. Okay, so the Would You Rather calendar, it's a day by day calendar. Day by day calendar. With the new Would You Rather challenge. For, for every each day of the day. week. Except yeah. Saturday and Sunday, they share one challenge. Well, you really shouldn't question things like this on the Lord's Day. <laughs> I think that's why. <laughs> that's probably for the best. Yeah. So here's one that, uh, this is the one from uh, that's that shares the day of Saturday, January 9th, and Sunday, January 10th. Okay. Those are Saturday and Sunday in January. Yeah, but this is now like a month and a, two months right. ago. This right. is a while ago now. Right. Okay. Yes. But this it's is, a good question. This is so. a good question. Okay. Here's the would you rather. Would you rather... Eat a stick of cotton candy made entirely from belly button lint, or drink a milkshake made from St. Bernard's slobber. Oh, my God. Oh, there, my God. There is the would you rather. Oh, that's awful. That is That awful. is horrible. I don't think I'd like to do either of those. I don't think I could do either of them either. I think, uh, I think I would do the St. Bernard's slobber. I think I'd be more inclined to do the St. Bernard's slobber, too, because that's... Like, actually something organic. The belly button lint is like bits of my shirt. And you'd have to kind of chew it. I feel like you could down the slobber. Yeah, if I could chase it with a real milkshake, too, that would also <laughs> yeah, help. Yeah, but the chewing, yeah, on, chewing the... on the belly button lint. Yeah. So right. what, what do you find viewers think? <laughs> what, what, what would you rather do? 
That is our question <laughs> to you. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, so our next segment is called uh, Who at the 2010 ACPT Forgot to Look at Ryan's Hands? Peter Gordon. All right, that's okay. who it was. Fine, our next segment on the show our is... next segment. It's uh, about a new board game that we were given at the ACPT. It's called Word Sweep. Word Sweep. It was we created given, by Steve Smith. Yes, who was at the ACPT. Nice guy. Very, terrific very, guy. Very nice guy. He gave us a, a copy of the game yeah. that we have played. Yep, it's, a, it's a board game. Uh, the basic... You want to explain the basic the premise The basic premise it? is you, you have... You get a card, and the card... You, you read the three definitions to your opponent. Okay. And the opponent has to guess what the three words are that the definitions are defining. And these definitions are what? Just out of the dictionary? Out of the, out of the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Okay. And the hook is that the three words appear consecutively in the Merriam-Webster dictionary. I see. For okay. instance, for instance, uh, uh, first letter S, uh, word one. So a, the card gives you that first letter. It tells you, gives you a hint there. Gives the, you a hint, yes. A little starter letter. Okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, word one, a long upholstered seat, usually with a back and arms. Okay. Word two, not hard, solid, or firm. Okay. Word three, a game like baseball played with a larger ball. So I think the three words then are sofa, soft, and softball. And you are correct. Yeah. Okay, good. So that's that's the hook, and they have. Uh, they I have think they have three different levels three of difficulty levels. in there, right? They have like a, an elementary dictionary, a standard dictionary, and a, like a crazy smart people dictionary. Exactly, and 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 I'm not uh, thrilled with the color choices. They they probably confuse you, don't they? They do. The yeah. the purple and the what is it teal? Sort of. Te- I think it's green, but sure. Green. They yeah. look. Very Purple similar. and green look the same to you. They look, I'm just mystified by your colorblindness. They look similar. Yeah. Red, I'm good with. Yeah, red is good. That I can see the that's red. That's the hardest one of the three. So I don't think that that's gonna. So you should avoid red <laughs> at all costs. So and then you, you you know you play you know like a mini board game. There's a start and a thing and a, yeah. and a finish and you try to make your way around the board. Sure. This it's also a, seems like it could be now not not to take anything away from the board game aspect of it, but this would be a fine game to also play, say, on a card trip or something yeah, like that. Definitely. You could just take a stack of the cards with you and enjoy this game i get i get i get nauseous reading in the car well how about if i read to you would (laughs) that be okay would you you get nauseous listening in the car no you could read it to me do it's like stories also or just just (laughs) i would just read the definitions (laughs) if you'd like to make a story up out of the words then that's fun. oh that's fun yeah that's fun yeah so after a good game of softball i like to lounge on my soft sofa (laughs) how's that yeah that's good i like that that's a fun story So you can find this game at wordsweep.com. It's made by Start Space Games. We'll put a link on the blog. Yeah. And you should buy it because it's, it's fun. Yeah. And speaking of Wordsweep. Yeah, we've decided we're going to present the first contest of now from Season 3. And we're going to use a card from WordSweep. But we're going to make it just a touch more difficult. We are going to make it a touch more difficult. We are not going to give you that first letter. Yes. We are just going to give you the definitions. And there's going to be four definitions. Four definitions. And these are definitions of four consecutive words in uh, what dictionary is it? It's this the is... Merriam-Webster Dictionary. <laughs> That's it? That's all you could say? It's the Merriam-Webster that. Dictionary. That's what give it says. That. That is the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. <laughs> it's red. Damn it. All right. It's the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. We have, uh, I'm not going to give you the first letter. Four definitions. Okay, go for it. Word number one. Something forming a model to be followed. Word number two. To vex. Vex. Word number three. To reveal to view by digging away a covering. 
to reveal to view by digging away a covering. And word number four, to surpass. Interesting. So once again, one, something forming a model to be followed. Two, to vex. Three, to reveal to view by digging away a covering. Four, to surpass. These four words are in the dictionary in consecutive order. Yes. These are the One right after another. <laughs> One, One after, after another. another. <laughs> uh, and if you're out, you're walking your dog, you're walking your turtle, uh, and you need it, uh, you need this in textual form, yep. you can email us the password, and this week it is Guy Tabachnik. Guy Tabachnik. Guy Tabachnik. Guy Tabachnik. So just email that to us, and we will email you the definitions yes indeed and And, uh, you know what if you are totally stumped and you still want to participate in the contest also email us and tell us you want the starting letter hint and we can give you this and we'll give you the starting letter hint uh and then we will track you know people who solve the contest with and without the starting letter hint and uh i don't know maybe have two prizes available and a bonus uh if you use all the words in a sentence like you did there you go yeah that is you make a story out of it so we look forward to June Pock doing all of those things. Uh, no, 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 no. Everybody, everybody play. It's the season three premiere contest. Woo-hoo! Everybody play. Yay. Uh, all right. So we had no contest of then. No, we didn't. And, the contest uh, of then was the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. And never fear, next week we will be getting back to the Cryptic Crossword. We're, uh, we will. The March 2010, since it is now March 2010, so we, we're, by Fraser Simpson. So, so, so don't, no, never That'll fear. be back next week. That will be back next week. We have not forgotten about it. Look! On the horizon, it's a thunder god, and he's holding my E-Division trophy and polishing it with his thunder blanket. Oh, my God. I'm glad the rest of this episode has been pretty decent, because <laughs> that was pathetic. Uh, Monday. Wait. I'm going to do it. Monday. Doing it? Monday, March 1st, by Brendan Emmett Quigley Down Under, starring Tom Selleck. Where's my script? Monday, what happened in this? He had breakfast items going down in the puzzle. I thought people didn't like that. No, theme answers going down is a no-no. At least that's what I was told. I think maybe people were secretly telling me, don't do puzzles, Brian. You suck at them. Brendan wrote this puzzle ten years ago. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. That's ridiculous. All of a sudden it shows up. I know. What has he been doing in the meantime? I don't know. I wonder what... Brendan, what have you been up to for the last nine years? Mike Nooknoggle? <laughs> what has Brendan been up to? This was a, it's, I mean, it was a... It was a fun Monday puzzle. I was surprised to see him on a Monday. Do you need to... Uh, yeah. Oh. No. There you go. All right. Tuesday. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, we, we had a hiatus. I'm a little, I'm a little rusty. Uh, Tuesday, March 2nd, by Elizabeth C. Gorski. Elizabeth C. Gorski. The month of March comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb. So this was a word ladder. I've never heard that term before. Did you know that? Yeah. The month of March comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb? Yeah. Never heard that. Yeah. In like a lion, out like a lamb, and then April showers bring May flowers, and then May flowers uh, goes to June and stuff. (laughs) Regardless of that, March comes in like a lion and out like a lamb. Okay. And then there's a word ladder. Lion, loon, boon, boob, stoa, bomb, least, go to guy, Ansel, Luca, camp, lamp, lamb. I don't know how a word ladder works. Oh my god, that was really funny. Oh, Wednesday, March 3rd, by Rob Reiner's friend, Peter A. Collins. Uh, this was a tribute puzzle to Vivian Lee. You're just completely out of the blue. Why? Totally random. Why tribute to Vivian? I guess because the Oscars, Oscars are coming. It's Oscar week. Oscar and Vivian week. Lee won two Oscars. Uh, so she had two under the belt. Stuff. 
Does she have two under the belt? Two under the belt. <laughs> is that how that works? I think so. I'm not sure. So she won, but the weird thing is there was like, one of the theme clues was about the Canadian flag. We don't know what that's about. <sighs> yeah. Clearly. I, was, he, was she Canadian? I don't think so. Okay. Very, well, very confusing. Uh, uh, Peter A. Collins, if you're listening, explain to us why Canada was included it in was this a fine Vivian Lee puzzle. We just, oh, yeah, it was fine. It just seemed I, random. It did seem kind of random. Thursday, March 4th, by David J. Kahn. Mixed metaphor. So so all of these uh, theme answers had the, were, were anagrams of the word metaphor. Yeah. Uh, we had mop hater. Yep. Other map. Yes. Home part, which right. is my least favorite clue. Home part. A- entry of, of maybe all time. Really? Home part. Really? <laughs> home part. So we're right. A what kitchen a- or a bedroom. Home, home part. part. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so horrible. It, it is not It is not good. No, it is not good. But, I mean, it's an anagram of metaphor. So what it do you is. do? It Rome is. Rome path. Yeah. Top mayor. Mar? Mar? Mar, top I Mar. think. Bill Mar. Yeah, Comedian Bill, Bill Mar. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Uh, what am I doing? Friday, Friday, March 5th, by Lewis Hildebrand. Lewis Hildebrand. Lewis Hildebrand. Like a brand of breakfast meats. I'm not sure. <laughs> it does. Lewis Hildebrand sausages. <laughs> Going down in Brendan Emmett Quigley's puzzle. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. That sounds wrong. It does. Uh, I don't know. This was a themeless puzzle. It was. Uh, it was fine. It was not thrilling to me, but... Fine. It was fine. It seemed to have a, a decent amount of Americana in it, I thought. Neil Armstrong, Don't Tread on Me, Great Salt Lake. These were some of the big entries there. I don't know. That felt very American. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. That's American. Even Transatlantic. I'm imagining the flights coming from Europe to America. Of course. Yeah. Bringing in the indigent. And the pilgrims. And the pilgrims. <laughs> in May. Only in, in June. May. In May. June is never part of it. Well, isn't it busting out all over? <laughs> it is, and winning the B division. That's what June is doing. <laughs> are there uh, things for every month? Are, what do you mean, are there things for every like, month? Like, what, what is January's thing? I, I don't know. I'm asking. I'm not, I didn't what say. What kinds of things? I, no, I didn't say. There are things for every month. And let <laughs> Give me, me an example of a thing. I don't know. I don't know. Auld Give Lang me an sign. example of Auld, what? Auld Lang Syne. Auld Lang Syne. What about it? It's a song. I know. You sing it in January. It's the first thing you do. Okay. January brings Auld Lang Syne. Comes in with Auld Lang Syne. Goes out with February. <laughs> Am I right? No. I don't know. I, I, I don't I'm, know what you're talking about. Mike Nathanagel, are there sayings for every month of the year? Sayings for every month. In like a lion, like, out like a lamb. Okay. April showers bring Mayflowers. Mayflowers bring pilgrims. That's June, not a saying, May friend. June is busting out all over. Yeah. July... See, I don't know. July? <laughs> Sounds like it's a clue. <laughs> it's like his password. July? July? <laughs> uh, go ahead. What uh, I don't Hans know. Arp. Hans Arp. Who oh, is yeah. this? Who is Hans Arp? Apparently it's John Arp. It's the same person. It's the same person. He just called himself different things. Depending on what country he was in? I don't know. Like, He's... John is American, and Jean is French, and Hans is Austrian, and... He's Dadaists. Oh, crazy people. Saturday, March sixth, by Barry C. Silk, friend and confidant of Doug Peterson, crossword gentleman, and man about town. Where's Barry Silk been? I, you know what? I thought we hadn't seen him for like a year. He was in the Times puzzles like 
two months ago. Really? Four months ago. Really? Five months ago. <laughs> I guess it's been a while. It has been a while. I think it was while. October. He wasn't at Lollapazoola. No. He wasn't at the ACP. Now, he wasn't at Lollapazoola because he was at a Beach Boys concert. That's right. And he wasn't Why wasn't he at the ACP? I don't know. I don't know. He was at something. He told us, and I don't remember. Barry, why weren't you? Mike Nothnagel, why wasn't Barry C. Silk at the, uh, at what? I've forgotten already. ACP. That's right. Yes. Uh, you're his friend and confidant. No. Or he's your friend and confidant. No. Who? Doug Peterson is his friend and confidant. Mike Nothnagel is the one who oh, uh, knows Byron Mike Walden's Noth- middle name. Oh, yes. So I'm sorry. I, you're I, getting yeah, everybody mixed I up. I am. I am. I am. Uh, this was an easy set. I thought this was on the easy side. I e- have to, easy-ish. I thought, uh, I mean, I finished. Solvable. I finished it quite quickly for a Saturday. Yeah. I finished it in like a half an hour, yeah. which for a Saturday is very, very quick. Yeah, I finished it. I got the, the 15s pretty quickly. Engagement rings. Yeah, I got that one right away. Uh, Buffalo Bill Cody. I got that with just a few crosses. I mean, I didn't know the... I mean, the, the, the I got the Buffalo Bill part. I don't think I knew his last name. <laughs> Sunday, 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 <laughs> March 7th by Patrick La Chiquita Banana Blindauer and Tony. Yeah. Sorbach. Yes. 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 This puzzle was titled Come to Order. This was a fantastic collaboration. These guys, when they collaborate, I think the puzzle has personality. It does. I think it, I said this on the blog. I think there are some people whose puzzles are puzzles, and they're fine. Right. And I think there are some people whose puzzles, when they have themes particularly, exude a character. Yes. I think Patrick and Tony do that. Let me let me and let me just speak to that. You you'd be hard pressed to find two more charming individuals in the crossword world than Tony and Patrick. That is absolutely true. Yes. That is absolutely true. They are both fine fine gentlemen. I've been working with Patrick a you little have. bit lately. I've been doing some work at Sterling Publishing. Yes. Uh, and I I'm I'm sort of like Patrick is like my immediate supervisor there. <laughs> it's really kind of cool. Uh, so we should we should talk highly of him. We should, you so should, that he hires me more. <laughs> that's that's what I need is for him to hire me more. And he's also I should say this: Patrick is one of our first of the week, our first viewers. He is one of the first people to view our episode every week. Really? Yeah. He said he's made it his project to listen to it. Uh, he gets up at like six o'clock in the morning or something, and he listens to it Tuesday morning first thing. Does he really? Like that's what he, he does. He doesn't write a lot of viewer mail. No, he doesn't. But that's that that don't hold that against. Him. I don't hold it against. Uh, no. So hello, Patrick, and hello, Tony. Although I don't think you listen to the show at all. But hello anyway. Yes. We still like you. Yes. And uh, you listen to it now. So this puzzle, this puzzle used uh, normal phrases and took one of the words and respelled the word in alphabetical order yes. to make a new phrase. So uh, if the clue was slogan encouraging binge drinking, you took the phrase shop till you drop and respelled shop in alphabetical order to get hops till hops you drop. Hops till you drop. Exactly. Uh, what were some others? 73 across. Eco-friendly computers from Taiwan. Green acers. Green acers. Instead of green acres, yes. right? Yeah. 117 across, Clueless MC, a host in the dark. Ah, that's clever. My favorite clue, although not my favorite entry, my favorite clue, Alex Trebek. I just like that his name with a question mark is a clue. I don't know why that made me laugh. Alex Trebek? The answer is The Hint Man. The The Hint Hint Man. Man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So this was a fun puzzle. This was good. Very, very easy solve. I had one trouble spot in it. Because I had never heard of uh, Plicate. Folded like a fan. Plicate. Do you know that word? I don't Plicate? P L I C A T E. I thought it was going to be pleated. Yeah, I thought it was going to be pleated, but it's only seven letters, so pleated wouldn't work. That's seven letters. Never mind. Pleated would have worked. Uh, how many letters are in pleated? 
Pleated. It's seven. Pleated. Oh, so I can't count. <laughs> Welcome to season four of Fill Me In. <laughs> No? Uh, all right, so that is the show. That is episode 94. You've been listening to Fill Me In. To sign off, Sam Bezzy and, and Oat. <laughs>